Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that sees two movies with something in common go head-to-head to see which one does it better on this week's episodes. In the red corner, James Belushi's bad-tempered cop gets a partner he didn't ask for as a mischievous German shepherd called Jerry Lee enters his life, and together they try and take down a villainous drug dealer and car salesman. According to the poster, it's time to meet the toughest cops in town in 1989's K9. They walk the mean streets of the city, protecting each and every one of us. Tough guys can't scare them. Rich men can't buy them. Absolutely nothing can stop them. Well, almost nothing. Hey, didn't I tell you to go before we left the station? While in the blue corner... Tom Hanks's neat freak cop gets a partner he didn't ask for as a mischievous French mastiff called Hooch enters his life and together they try and take down a villainous seafood magnate. According to the poster, it's time to meet the oddest couple ever unleashed, other than in K9 released three months earlier. From 1989, it's Turner and Hooch. Scott Turner had finally found the girl of his dreams. Oh, God, a woman in my house. He finally had the perfect relationship. So you'll be staying another night. Oh, yes, of course! When something big happened to change it. Something called Hooch. Wait, whoa! No! You don't know much about dogs, do you? This is not my dog. Now he's being swept off his feet and dragged all over town. What are you doing to this dog? I'll just tell him for a while. All in the name of love. This dog loves you. So what connects these two films and which one does it better? Let's find out. It's Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken. Hello, Clash Butters. I hate mythology. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly. How are you both? Good. Yep. Really well. Excellent. Excellent. Birthday blues over? No, not really. I feel quite sad. But but it was such a great party. It was. Thank you for your attendance and for your enthusiasm <laughs> for your gifts. <laughs> I, I played Dinosaur Hangman for four hours with you your really kids. You really did. It's the first yeah. thing you said to Marshall in the morning. He was like, you know, Alex, like, you know, when you've got a hangover and a child's being creepy, and it's, I was like, morning, it's like, you know, Alex, I was like, yeah. Did you sit him next to me because he knows nothing about dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> that it's is, a, yeah. who knows as much as a child about dinosaurs? It's so weird. I used it? to know a lot. Mm. And also, and this isn't, uh, this isn't me bad mouthing Marshall, but Hangman is a game based on spelling. And. <laughs> He knows the dinosaurs, but he sure as hell can't spell some of them, which really scuppered my chances of winning. Uh, that's probably a bad thing to say, but there you go. I'm not that, com- I am that competitive. You are, yeah. Yeah. So, but it was great fun. It was great fun. Chris was there as well. Lovely time. Yeah. 
Like, really not even going to join him in this small talk section. It's about an event that you were at. That one of us. It was one of our birthdays. It's such a time. It's such a long time ago, though. If people are listening to this episode, yeah. in a, and to in, me, it feels in a, like week. a long time ago. Fine, 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 fine. Sorry, just a bit nice, just to relive. You know, the joy that was your birthday. You don't look any older though. That's that's the thank best you thing. so much. You gr- and you look great on the night with your fake thank eyelashes. You. <laughs> I didn't even know they were fake. Didn't know. And we're going to see a film-related play. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you remember? Yeah. I did, yeah. That's my present. We're going to see the Jaws play. Mm. Uh, the shark stopped working or something? The, the shark has stopped working, yeah. The shark is broken. That's it. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Same difference. Yeah. Um, either way, I mean, it is, it's, it's a brilliant gift. Yeah. For, for me. Because <laughs> anyone who's listened to any of our shows ever knows that Vicky's favourite film is Ghostbusters yeah. and mine is Jaws. And for Vicky's birthday, we're going to see a Jaws play. <laughs> Yay! No, your happiness is my happiness. Thanks very much. Thanks very I mean, much. I honestly mean that. That's nice to hear. I, I love you too. Right, these were Chris's choices. K9 versus Turner and Hooch. What's the dilly, Chris Tilly? Well, Turner and Hooch is back. It is. Uh, I I've- haven't. Before you ask. No. I haven't watched it. No, the Disney Plus. There's a new series on Disney Plus. I believe you have watched it, though. I watched the first episode, right. yes. And I've also watched the spin-off pilot that they made at the time, starring... Oh, K-9000? No. Turner and Hooch we're talking about. Turner and Hooch. Oh, sorry. God, mm. that's going to happen a lot. Mm. Sorry, I meant that No, seriously. it will happen. It will happen yeah. a lot. Yeah. They're similar films. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we could talk about that on Thursday. The, the, in 1990, they made a Turner and Hooch TV show starring... Uh, Tom Wilson, a.k.a. Biff Tannen from Back to the Future, as Scott Turner. Right. Beasley played Hooch again. Hooch, spoiler alert, was not dead in this version. And mm. yeah. I'm so confused. Just just leave me out of this for now. What? <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking half arsing it already. <laughs> just leave me out of the conversation on the podcast about yeah. Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Right. But we've been yeah. talking about doing these films since we started the podcast. People have tweeted them to us. They've emailed them to us. And it felt like a good time as Turner and Hooch is back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, I mean, not to pull back the curtain too much, but we have got a live show coming up, which we're all shit scared of. (laughs) (laughs) So we wanted to do a couple of easy movies which didn't involve a a massive amount of research. That's true. And that. There's that. There's that. These Uh, these shows are going to clock in at about 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do a bigger small talk section. So, your birthday. Uh, Right then, Uh, the clue you gave last week was, Chris... Uh, the clue I gave was good boys in blue. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, your look terrifies me, but that is correct. Yeah. And then you follow that up on Twitter. With... I had so many. The trouble here is that th- these films are so unique, it's dog and cop. Mm. And so any clue along those lines was going to screw. I had loads. I was going to I was going to talk about doing it doggy style, um, <laughs> no. Bart Worst and Bite, uh, Paw Patrol, uh, nose for crime, long paw of the law, take, <laughs> taking a bite out of crime, bone collectors. <laughs> everything would have given it away. So I went with our scenery chewing performances. Uh, which is nice, which is nice. Uh, loads of people still got it. Yeah. Um, so we're on Twitter at ClashPod, also on Instagram at ClashPod, and the guesses came banding over. Gary, formerly known as Josie Bob, uh, she got it right. Uh, Nathan Drake, Camillo, Stackhouse got it right. Paul Lowe got it right. Tom Mimna got it right. Danny Baker got it right, but they were all beaten to the correct answer by Russell, but not the Russell from last week. This is a new Russell, Russell Ball. This is the first time a friend of mine has got it right. Oh, that's nice. That is Bally, my mate, <laughs> who I used to work with at Fandom. Hello, Bally. Uh, although I think I must have annoyed him because he then moved to Amsterdam, which is where he lives now. Right. But um, yeah, Bally. long-time listener. Long-time Bally. listener. I don't know about that's that. Right. That's what he, like, with that? he likes being called Bally. Mm-hmm. He expects it. Right, okay. I just wondered, because you remember that period we lived in where uh, every week it was a new Gary? We have like 20,000 yeah. listeners called Gary. Yeah. Is this the dawn of the Russells? I think so. <laughs> Could be the dawn of the Russells. Uh, either way, Russell Ball, your prize arriving this Christmas is a dog. Uh, but do remember the famous saying, a dog is just for Christmas. Not for life. So enjoy your present. Connection time. <laughs> I've got loads. Can I just go? <laughs> Let's establish this though, because obviously there are loads, but there are some weirdly, yeah. weirdly specific ones I've as well. I've just gone really specific. All right, go. All right, you ready? Yeah. Iconic scores from other better films, mm-hmm. Jaws and Space Odyssey. Uh, mm-hmm. Good. You meet your dog, it tries to kill you. Running beside a car, mm. weirdly yep. happens to both yep. of them. Got that. Shouting at a dog in your pants, reminiscing in a car on a stakeout with a dog. Okay, mm-hmm. let me cross out mine because you've got loads of loads of mine there. Chris, why don't you jump in? What the hell are they feeding these dogs? Oh yeah, 
Feed a dog dog food, not yeah. chili burgers and Beer. muffins. I think mm. chocolate chip muffin that will kill a dog. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, dog eat dogs eating cars. Mm. Dog uh, searching warehouses. Yes. Yeah. Well, specifically, dog searching warehouses on docks. On docks. Yep. On docks. Um, I've got cops threatening to shoot dogs. That's a joke in both. Mm-hmm. I am going to shoot you. Uh, punishing a dog by washing it with equipment intended for washing vehicles. <laughs> How's that for specific? Uh, and neat freaks are in both because obviously Turner is a neat freak. That mm-hmm. is his one character trait. And um, Tracy, Dooley's wife, is also described advertently mm. as a neat freak. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I am concerned because I did watch these films back to back one week ago mm. and that's already feeling like a mistake in terms yeah. of what's in which film. Yeah. I've just become very nervous, but I think it's going to be all right. I mean, I don't know whether anyone has anything on this because I didn't actually look it up, uh, but I figured Chris might have done it because it's his week and his films. Is Was there ever a case or something behind the scenes backstage where there was talk of one script being leaked and another being picked up. You remember the whole dread, the raid controversy where there was talk that this this script had somehow got out there and one ripped off the other, which I think we proved wasn't true on the show. Yes. But was there anything like that about this? Not that I can find. Okay. No. Not that I found either. Okay. Interesting. Right then. Uh, well, that's enough connections, which I mean... In the film's defence, you just go through the traits of a dog and go, what's funny? Yeah. And that's why there's that many similarities. Not because someone ripped off the other, but Canine came out first. I'm not saying it's my favourite film. So, on Thursday, I'm saying Hanks for the memories in Turner and Hoots, which means today, Victoria's saying, you and me gonna party, babe. In Canine, V, take us on a journey. Jim Belushi plays massively against type as Dooley, a grouchy maverick cop who just cannot partner up. Only this time his comedy foil is a German shepherd rather than the Austrian orc. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. Nice. He's up against bad businessman villain stereotype Ken Lyman, who in a trope familiar to late 80s buddy cop movies doesn't seem to have any staff and does all his own drug stealing stuff himself. Anyway, in a series of tonally questionable vignettes, including a segment where the dog watches Dooley have sex, then Dooley watches the dog have sex, <laughs> man and beast grow closer. Then Dooley overkills the baddie when Jerry the dog is gravely wounded. But he doesn't die because even in a film with a tone this patchy, that would be too much. Dooley confesses his love for Jerry and that's the end, which means his whole arc and one hour, 45 minutes of your life is watching someone who never had a dog transform into someone who likes dogs. It's a solid arc. (laughs) It's a solid arc. Um, I've never seen this film. I saw one dog film around that time and it was not this one. Was it Top Dog with Chuck Norris? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, it was very, very dissimilar, Turner and Hooch. Okay. What about you? Uh, so I watched this once as a kid uh, on VHS, and I don't know why, but I definitely, even though this came out first, I definitely had seen Turner and Hooch first, which is why, apologies, at the end of last week's Thursday show, I was like, definitely Turner and Hooch came out first. It didn't. Chris was right. Yeah, it's based on release dates, not the order in which you saw them. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's painful for me to say this, but I was not as right there. Not as right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I watched them them both uh, in quick succession. And I I remember distinctly loving, and this isn't ruining the No, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do the same. Okay, good. I remember distinctly loving K-9, a lot more. That was the movie that I just got as a kid. I thought it was funny. I thought it was fun. I liked the dog more. Turner and Hooch, I, I didn't quite get. So uh, so that's not my verdict because things could have changed. Chris? Me too. Yeah. And it felt more grown up canine, I think, as well. And I am confused over what the rating of canine was mm. as well. It seems that it, it came out on video and it was 15 and 12. I thought it was 15 in cinemas. I'll tell you what they had to cut when we get to that bit because it's weird, the one specific bit. But yeah, and when you're ele- I was 11 when the 12 certificate came in and you had to choose your battles over what you tried to get into. Mm-hmm. Batman, obviously, I saw three times that summer. Right. K9 didn't seem worth it. So <laughs> I saw that on video, but then around the same time I saw Turner and Hooch in cinema because in the UK Turner and Hooch didn't come out till 1990 yeah that's right I, I couldn't be able to get into that but you're absolutely right it's, mm. a, it is a 1990 film but it was released in the US in 1989 but still it still came out first K9 did in both countries it's 
it's weird that you say that because watching it now, I can to- watching them both now, I can totally see why the teenage me mm. love K nine because those were the kind of movies I was into. It feels like a, a proper buddy cop movie. It's in LA. There's gunfights, car chases, drugs. It's like it's Beverly Hills Beverly Cop, Hill, Beverly Hills cop isn't it? Mm. I mean, we'll go through this, but the number of films K9 actively rips off and just goes, mm. people will never see it because it's a dog, not a human, is astonishing. <laughs> K9 is the Beverly Hills Cop one, and yet Turner and Hooch is written by the Beverly Hills Cop writer. Right, yeah. right. exactly. Well, let me tell you about it. Cool. There's not much. <laughs> it is actually based upon a true life incident where a local cop lost his K9 partner, shot and killed while uh, trying to stop a robbery, just if you're interested. So it was written by Andrew Charles and Scott Myers. Put a pin in that. They sent it to 20th Century Fox. They didn't like the writing, but they loved the concept. Now, that is only awkward for one reason, because Andrew Charles is a pseudonym for Steve Siegel, who was an assistant at 20th Century Fox. Ah, oh. Not okay. Steven Seagal. Not Steven Seagal. Who's a very different person. <laughs> it was yeah. weird seeing this because I saw the name Scott Martin. I was like, why do I know that? He's really active on Twitter. I follow yeah. him. He gives a lot of screenwriting advice. Mm. Well, this is the thing. So I've read a lot of Scott Myers' work mm. this week uh, because eventually they did sell the script to Universal for a fucking ton, a shit ton. Now, it sold for $750,000 and I couldn't fucking believe that and I still wouldn't believe it if I hadn't read it in an article by Scott Myers. It's the 80s though. It's madness. It's the 80s when yeah, but they threw money Weapon, like that around. Yeah, Lethal Weapon was half a million. Mm. So this was more than that. Mm. <laughs> like, put that in perspective. And then obviously a year later... <laughs> what would make Lethal Weapon better if Murtong was a dog. <laughs> but also, it's not up to like, the you know, he had a full list of like the, the spec madness and it is amazing. Mm. And obviously Basic Instinct we, we like vaulted everything like a year, two years. Well, this was sold in 87, so f- like three years later. But yeah, the amount of money that was flying around. So depending on which website calculator you use, that's about $2 million in today's money for this. <laughs> anyway, and which was a good bit of business because this made a lot of money. I know, I know, I know. I mean, Steve, not Steve, Scott Myers was, his blogs are fun. There's a long one where he whinges quite a lot about not getting paid for the sequels because, and I love this because I'm a contract geek, but his lawyer didn't include any other, quote, any other formats in the sequel stuff. So he didn't include director DVD because it didn't exist. Mm. Um, and he only included theatrical release and movie of the week. So when the sequels came out, because they were either director DVD or a TV pilot and all the rest of it, he didn't get the money that he was due. And he didn't write on them then? No. Okay. That's terrible, really, isn't it? When it is literally Jim Belushi and Jerry Lee. Yeah, it's bad. But yeah. then in contracts, when I was doing contracts, you now have this stock phrase, which people might not use anymore, but it was in any other formats yet to be invented throughout the universe mm. in perpetuity forever, <laughs> just to like cover you off, mm. which is fun. But I do, I mean, to be honest, I know this film was a massive hit, but I think he got very fucking lucky the first time round with $2 million equivalent in today's movie. Well, the st- I'm going to say it again, the studio got lucky for getting it for just $2 million and it making about $50 million for them. Mm. Yeah. I know, it made more than that. It was... Uh, well, based on the budget was a massive was about 20, I think, and it made about 75, didn't it? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it made about 75. So they both made in the region of between 70 and 80 million dollars. Turner and Hooch made about 71 and this made about 75, yeah. But Turner and Hooch was cheaper than this. Okay. Um, I mean, it's directed by Rod Daniel, who did Teen Wolf, so he's got a thing going. Mm. That's as much as I know about that. Um, And then casting. Let's talk about Jerry Lee. You'll like this. Oh, no, you won't like this. It's a bit of a sad ending. Um, So there's a few dogs like (laughs) to do like the the back of Jerry Lee and sort of wide shots of Jerry Lee. But the dog that you know was a real police dog uh, called Coton. Um, He had made 24 arrests, not directly, aided in 24 arrests. He did recover drugs. He was brilliant at finding drugs. This is the dog in the movie? Yeah. I thought it was called Rando. Yeah, so no, there's two, there's different on IMDb accounts. it says it's Rando. Then yeah. I would say widen your sources, because well, if you check okay. further... On Amazon, called, when I paused it, yeah. it said Rando. It's caught on. Well, the issue is as well here is that the opening credits say introducing Jerry Lee as yeah, Jerry Lee. Yeah, that's true. That's, true. that's, that's just not, not true. true. Yeah, none of that's true. It's like four dogs and one of them is Colton mm. or Rando. I suppose the confusion might be he was he was trained in Germany and he was bought from Germany. Right. So he might have changed his name when he came over to the US, perhaps. Okay. So he had to learn English because uh, he only understood commands in German. Right. You do think I'm making this no, up? You're no, making I'm, such a weird way. I'm just, no, this is my face when you said it's going to have a sad ending. So I'm trying oh, to... Oh, do you not I, know? Th- no, I don't know this. I, my, do you know which my movie is? Turin Hooch. Oh. Do you know what happened? Beasley, a.k.a. Hooch, lived till he was 14 years old. Died old and happy. That's not what happened to this dog. Rando. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the dog's name was. 
he went to the scene um, with a police officer because he was a canine and the suspect was thought to have murdered another police officer. So like a bad dude killed the dog. Oh shit! Yeah, he got killed in it. He got killed in the line of duty. Not long after this, so Rando Colton went back to work as a police dog yeah, after shooting the movie yeah, and got killed. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I knew that would hit you hard. I just thought you might know that, like just like knowing dogs and stuff. But, no. Okay. That's sad. Oh, I'm sorry. It's I should. Right. I just that's didn't know right. when to to fit that in. Um. Okay. Anyway, that's what happened. I go over it. I mean, he died in the line of duty. He, he died a, in the line of. He died dog. doing what he loved. I guess. Him trained to do. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he's sitting around in the litter with the other dogs. When I go, up, I'm going to be a police dog, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> he had a German accent. <laughs> And he was called Cotton. <laughs> I only said before I got excited because I didn't know about K9000 because K9000 sounds amazing. So I think the other sequels are quite reasonably well known, like the director DVD sequels. Mm-hmm. But K9000 was intended as a pilot for a TV series, but it didn't get picked up. So it was like TV thing of the week. And it's sci-fi crime. And a police officer has a microchip in his head, which means he can talk to the dog, which is awesome. Oh. And guess who wrote that? Your friend and your friend, Stephen E. D'Souza. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't it sound good though? Have you got any quotes? Any quotes this week? I really wish I did. If I'd known that, I'd have asked him. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was the dog was a robot. K9000 feels like the dog should be. That's a good idea. Could yeah. be a robot. And then. And it, you do wonder how much it would add to and it. And he was brought back from the dead. Because a lot of this film is Jim Belushi understanding what the dog wants anyway. Do you need a microchip? I just like the idea of it being in the future, mm. futuristic mm. headwear. And a dog voice. I think it'd ruin it. I think part of the fun of both movies, but certainly K9, is the humanising of a dog. Talking to a dog like it's a person and then cut to... is funny. There's a lot of that, isn't there? There's a lot. One of the movies does it better than the other. I'm getting into that. I don't want to get into that. Okay. Well, shall we just talk about the film then? Uh, Mm. I will say, of the two, uh, very quickly, this was the worst reviewed film uh, of the pair with critics. It sits at about 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, whereas Turner... Uh, not 97 the... <laughs> 52. 52 52 that's respectable isn't it and one of our sure. old friends photographed it as well cinematographer which De- one Dean Semler of Dance with Wolves Oscar winning fame and the Mad Max movies he did K9 he did K9 wow, wow. it does look good I promise you, this looks good. I mean, you've seen it. I don't need to promise you. It looks good. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the film, shall we? Mm. Right, let's open in What a Sexy Car Park. Right. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. But that outside we were... Bolton, very different story. <laughs> <laughs> it's dogging before that word was yeah, invented. Dogging for a reason. Because I thought, having seen Turner and Hooch, I did think that K9 tonally was similar. I thought it was more of a kids' film. So, so imagine I. my surprise. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it really opens pretty sexy. Mm. That shoe fe- falling off I mean, that foot. The shoe, but then also I thought was I got obsessed over the shoe because that means she's got one leg out the window. Mm-hmm. Why? Keep that foot cold. <laughs> Sexy. Yuck! <laughs> to put it work. Oh, <laughs> fucking pervert. Why do you say something and I'm the pervert? I just meant maybe the chill, the chill wind blowing On over one foot. Uh, maybe it's sexy. I didn't mean it had to be put somewhere, <laughs> you pervert. And then the Titanic hand on the window. I was like, well, that looks like a fun job. It, I, was, I was taken aback by that because like you, I was like, this is not the movie I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, a fucking helicopter appears out of nowhere mm. and someone tries to assassinate Dooley. So we're talking about a sledgehammer to break a nut kind of approach here. Mm. But Lethal Weapon, there we chopper, go. The chopper from Lethal Weapon. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, this is. I'm going to go through this, and every time there's a scene that is wholesale borrowed from another movie, I'm like going to mention yeah, it. But this is this is Lethal Weapon. So this doesn't make Dooley's boss too concerned that someone would go to such lengths to a murder a cop, which is meant to be bad, mm. but also in such a bold way that endangers the public. No, what Dooley's boss is obsessed with is he simply gets a partner. So then he gets a dog. Oh no, wait a minute! No, he doesn't. No. He doesn't get a dog. We have no. a massive conversation about you need a partner. And he doesn't get one. Do you, do you not find this weird? Because this scene is there to basically say Dooley does not work well with others. He doesn't want a partner. He's a lone wolf. He's a maverick. He doesn't work well with, well with others. But the, the way they choose to get into that is you have to have a partner to have a car. Mm-hmm. So this whole conversation is about, I want a car. He's like, you need a partner. And he's like, just give me a car. He's like, no, you have to have a partner for a car. Cut to 
Dooley in a fucking car. With his no own car. With no partner. <laughs> He's got a car. What an, what an idiotic need, way to get into the fact that he needs a partner is by talking about a car that he owns. Doesn't need a car. He doesn't need... I found it very confusing. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the, it's the smash cut to him driving. Yeah, because the minute it's smash cut, you're like, oh, pound. No. What? Why are we not in the pound? And also, it's an open top car. So... He does a stakeout in an open top car. Now, I am no serving police officer, as you know, but I think that's unusual because I think it would make you easy to spot. Mm. Your head would get cold. We've talked about that already. Mm. I don't think it's very... And if someone tried to shoot you in the head, which they have already, <laughs> they would get you. Also, mm. I mean, of all the stakeouts he does, sure, an open top car is not ideal. Later, he does a stakeout in an actual police car, like <laughs> parked across the road from the car sales place in a police car. That's so true. All right. I'm going to agree with you now, Vicky. That two million is looking quite questionable. <laughs> Shaky, isn't it? But we haven't even started on the structure once you get into it. I did like, this was the mood I was in, using a lighter to heat a pizza. I thought, I'll do that. Sure, but who, like, I just, again, just a really weird thing. He goes, this is a cheese and mushroom pizza. Yeah. You don't order a cheese and mushroom pizza. Pizza comes with cheese. True. You order a mushroom pizza. I was like, this is you, Alex, being an idiot. So I typed cheese and mushroom pizza into Google. Doesn't come up. Mushroom pizza comes up or a cheese and mushroom <laughs> omelette. It's why you don't, you just go, I want mushrooms on my pizza. True. What sort of pizza place in LA is operating? You didn't ask for cheese. So, so there's no cheese. On. There's no cheese. <laughs> uh, yeah, I follow that. But... um. So anyway, now now we're going to meet Jerry Lee because now Dooley needs a dog to sniff out some drugs or something. Um, so we meet Jerry Lee and he's a conflicted dog because mm. Ed O'Neill tells us he will do anything to which genius in the corner Dooley goes, kill, and then nearly gets eaten. But then he doesn't follow any basic commands after that at all, like move. Mm. So I found that as a character, not for Jerry Lee, yeah. confusing. This is, we skipped another Riggs moment, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to skip it, which is where he turns up at the stakeout to get the dog and he hires a rental car and drives it through the wall of a building, oh, yeah. which is pure, pure Riggs. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, That's it's, true. It's That's ripped, the end of the film. It's yeah. ripped wholesale from Lethal Weapon. Wow, yeah. Again. And you did gloss over, we meet Tracy, who I, I think we have yes. to credit at some point because... It's just such a weird introduction where she walks into her flat and I'm like, oh, she's broken up with him and he doesn't realise and this is the new boyfriend. And she's just like, I went to the cinema with this guy who's mm. like, so yeah, we went on a date. And it's like, what is, this is a weird way of... Well, you said that she was his wife, but I don't think she is. Did I? Yeah, one of you did. I don't oh, think she, I think they're dating and they're serious. Mm. Um, but I liked, it was weird because first of all, her apartment is incredible. And I thought, how can you afford this? Yeah. And then she walks in and it was quite cute. He's like, oh, you're going out dating. She's like, I can't wait for you forever or whatever. But I love you. Of course you do. It does work because you think he's going to fly off the handle at that point. And the fact that he's just like, he, it, it sort of works in a, a very odd way that you go, wow, they're in a really good relationship because she can come back and with another guy who she's been to the cinema with, who he's never met before, who is kind of a little bit flirty with her. Yeah. And he's just like, ah, I trust you. It's fine. You got like, home at the right time. That's what you're thinking. Mm. 20 minutes later, different story. Yeah, probably. Definitely. She, he was a pilot. Yeah, he you would. would. And he'd written three bestsellers, which mm. is a very funny line. <laughs> yeah, which is also funny where she goes, if I live by your if I live by your schedule, I'd go nuts. I'd be a clock tower sniper overnight. Yeah, it's a weird turn of phrase. It must have been really popular, like a thing to say in the eighties which we don't say anymore. No. But even that's like twenty years too late. <laughs> very strange. Um so, yes. Um Dooley gets his dog, <laughs> goes to a warehouse with no backup whatsoever. But he does stand on a forklift so people will be scared of him and he won't get shot to pieces with no backup for snooping in a warehouse where he's like, I know there are drugs in here. He's not even like, I'm just going to have a cheeky look. He's like, I'm here to arrest someone. So what are you going to do about it? He's a maverick. Yeah. He's a maverick. He doesn't play by the rules. No. That's his entire character. As we saw from his character in Red Heat. Mm. I think he does a bit better. Like I'm gonna, I, I love James Belushi pretty much based on watching this film alone as a kid. And I think he comes across a lot better. I think his character is still a little bit ill-defined from scene to scene, but no way near as bad as Red Heat. That's I, true. Yeah. I think we said at the time, mm. I mean, I, this is sort of, is that a bar to be judged by? But yeah, no. It's not a bar to be judged by. It's a terribly low bar, but it does help when you're watching this because like at least this grouchy cop thing kind of tracks through. Whereas in Red Heat, who, who are you? You've got no idea. And... I mean, we're talking about the 
relationship each lead actor in these movies has with their canine counterpart. Mm. And I think, you know, I think James Belushi might be a little bit better than Hanks in terms of the interaction with Jerry Lee. Now, I don't know who's responsible for that chemistry. Could be Jerry Lee, could be Belushi, (laughs) but I enjoy their bickering James Belushi does like dogs in real life Mm. and had big dogs, I read. Are you implying that Tom Hanks doesn't like dogs? Because that's very dangerous. No, I am. No, I am not. He's a beloved. He's beloved. He must like dogs. Yeah, that's also, true. Also, he's getting very litigious in his old age. <laughs> so anyway, I agree with you about the interaction between... My issue with the script is more the sort of patchiness and that like we jump around from plot point to plot point and we're chasing a drugs bus that we could not care less about. Yep. We do think that's quite important. That's interesting. Really, because you loved that bit. I didn't mind it. It felt to me like there was actual police work being done for what though? in this like, movie. I felt the stakes in this movie were far higher in terms of solving the case yeah. than they were in Turner and Hooch. That is true. It doesn't mean they're any good. No, no, but yeah, of the two movies, there's a bit where he sort of investigates a car, opens the glove compartment, finds some evidence that go leads into the car dealership. Mm. There's fuck all of that in Turner and Hooch. That's true. Um, more on this movie after a small break. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Talking about the relationship though with the dog, Jerry is a great drug sniffer Mm. and he's shooting around the warehouse and he finds a darkly lit room, this is important, where someone is smoking one spliff, right? And then Dooley's like, you idiot, you just found one reefer, rah, rah, rah doesn't even check the room like there could be so much drugs in that room and someone's just having a break and smoking some weed on top of a crate of crack but he wouldn't know because he's like fucking hell Jerry you really embarrassed me let's get the hell out of here so whatever but isn't it because Kevin Teague uh, what's Kevin Teague's character called again? Lie, lie man. Lie man. Yeah, lie, lie man. man. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's being he's being too cocky to uh, to make Blushy think there's any. Drugs and he's in doing there. the tango and catch, isn't he? Because he's doing all his own dirty work. Like this is my drugs warehouse. Mm. I'll see you down there in five minutes. Can't ever send anybody else at all. He's good though. He's really good. He's, great. he's, a, he's yeah. a great. He's a great villain. He's a proper eighties like yeah. cop like cop movie villain. Yeah, yeah. he's brilliant. He is yeah. good. 
But then, so this is what I mean about the tunnel. So we leave the drugs warehouse. Now we're in a bar for some reason. And uh, Dooley sets Jerry on Pruitt Taylor Vince and he grabs hold of his genital area, he right? Does, yeah. Probably mm. quite hard, mm-hmm. but not hard enough to bite it off. Mm. Now, mm. where did Jerry Lee learn nuance and sarcasm? Because at one point, Jim Belushi goes, lunchtime, but the dog doesn't bite <laughs> it off. So the dog knows he's joking. <laughs> where did Jerry Lee learn that? <laughs> Alex already said there's a connection between James Belushi and this dog. Yeah, is it a microchip they in get his each head? Other. Right. Do you know the best thing about that scene, though, which is such a small little detail, but when Jerry Lee is running around, smashing the place up, chasing the bad guys, and then it cuts to the wide shot at the end, and they're all like hiding or on tables... James Belushi is as well. It's not like he's like, that's my dog sorting this shit out. He is like, what the fuck is this dog doing? Like, and it cuts to the wide shot and he's crouched on the stool with his legs <laughs> off the ground. And only then when Jerry Lee like, has come down, he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I hope his teeth are all right after biting that pool ball. It's oh my God, I forgot about that bit. That's mad. It's great. A, a dog can't bite a cue ball can it no no okay no, but that's what it's a, it's a movie and it's a cool moment where it catch it's can a dog not smash its teeth in by <laughs> catching it thrown at that speed and i'll be yeah. honest i'm saying no like i know <laughs> i don't know if there are certain types of dogs that's true. that have jaws powerful enough to bite down and break a pool ball so <laughs> i just want to state that for the record simon if you're listening when i get home tonight i'm that's bringing some pool balls <laughs> get ready <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, so drugs, 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 blah, blah, blah. But then we lose drugs, that momentum. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Yeah. The 80s were a weird time, I think, for well, family yeah. films. I've said it before. I was trying to think of them. The ones that spring to mind are this one, Crocodile Dundee 2, and Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> All films that I don't think needed cocaine subplots. <laughs> this one more so than the other two. But I, I guess they were just taking so much cocaine in Hollywood, it made sense to put it in every movie. Like, right, what you know. Kind yeah. Of thing. <laughs> but also maybe it was because, you know, this was quite a conservative yes, era. The and war so, on drugs. Yeah, yeah, and so they were demonising drugs at any and every opportunity. Oh, like a propaganda thing, you think? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I think maybe, like you know. Like two kind of. The government is going, it was Reagan, wasn't it? And yeah, it was yeah. like the big war on drugs. And he, he was like, we need to make it very clear to, in family films just the da- the damage that drugs can do. So here's, a, here's some money, Hollywood. I'll tell you what I found in. out the other day, which I didn't know, that the CIA, which are, they do fun films and, and it's all above board and whatever, but they help to pay for Animal Farm, which I didn't know. Oh, really? Yeah. All legit, you know, not like... Sh- well, I don't think it was shady. It was on Radio 4, so it wasn't like a secret or anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> wow. I know. <laughs> Getting notes from the CIA. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Make yeah. Snowball even <laughs> fucking worse. Wait, no, Napoleon. Napoleon. Shit. <laughs> I, it's been a long time. Snowball's the good one. Yeah. Um. So anyway... Uh, yeah, so now again, patchy structure. So we've had some drugs and we've got a bit of momentum going. We chuck that out the door for a second for some random bonding between man and dog, which could happen kind of anywhere, but they did. Scriptwriters decided to stick it in here somewhere in Act Two. So remember that Dooley's got an open top car that was set up earlier. Now he uses that to get his dog washed against the dog's will, but now hmm. that means Jerry Lee's lost the ability to jump. Because he could just jump out of that car whenever he likes. But he doesn't. He sits there and he gets washed. I don't Because he's even- got a plan. Oh, yeah, he's to, got his eye on the radio. To bite the radio. <laughs> yeah. And also it makes you go, that dog is so stubborn. Uh, it's like, it's yeah. going, you're going to do this to me, like Chris says, but I, I'm going to have the last laugh. Yeah. It's great. I do you like it. You can't defeat Jerry Lee. This no. is my, this is probably one of my favourite sections. So we got, we're back to Lie Man and he is bollocking Freddie the informant, telling him how to kill someone. And he says, not all this fuss with helicopters. You just take a gun and you send his brains to space, mm-hmm. and then he shoots him in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He does. Yeah. I was like, for fuck's sake, does no one know what they're doing in this film? <laughs> Maybe they didn't, I guess they didn't have the budget to make his brain explode, uh, and it's a family film, but then, yeah, change, change the take words. It, you take yeah. a gun, you put it against his heart, and his heart stops, doing whatever. Yeah. No. All right, fine. So whatever. It's funny. This is another, I think this is another steal. This whole scene where he's in the pool, it feels like The Last Boy Scout. There's yes, a scene in yeah. The Last Boy Scout which is very like this. Mm. Yeah. Another steal. So then 
my second favourite weird moment. Oh, this upset. I mean, you've got a dog, so you can tell me if this is normal. But like Jerry is basically cock blocking Mm. Jim Belushi Mm. at Tracy's house. So first of all, he kickboxes the dog, which I don't think is acceptable. Like he has a fucking physical fight with it. It's great. Do you do that with your dog? Yes. Fight the dog. You wrestle, don't you? Yeah, of course. And I think this is Jim Belushi knowing dogs as well, because I don't think I, I think you know. You can wrestle a dog and you can have fun with a dog like this. Okay. And it's it's, it's plate fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all right, that's fine. It just looked, it was weird for me to see because I wouldn't dare kick a dog. Because... No, and again, like he doesn't really, this dog has been brought to him, Rando, has been brought to him. <laughs> uh, and so, you you know, you have to, he must have built up a relationship with it by this point to sort of trust it not to go. To kill him. Has this got real? Has <laughs> <laughs> this shit just got real? Jim, are you fucking around? Because I, <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like, I felt you actually, you didn't pull that punch. Yeah. And I will bite your mm. neck off. Um, There's a nice bit, though, isn't there, where he's, you know, he pretends it's never resolved, uh, which is sort of like, ugh, you could have done with some resolution because I think Tracy is very funny in this. And I think the bit where he's like, yeah, I just found him in a window with those eyes and the pound. And, you know, I just thought I'd bring him home. Hey, we should name him. And she's like, oh, okay. And he's like, uh, Jerry. Jerry's a great name. <laughs> That's, That's a great name. <laughs> but the bit where... Jerry sneaks under the covers <laughs> and then the filmmakers are like, I know what's funny is if we use the music from Jaws more or less and we pretend that the dog is a shark <laughs> and he pops up between Jerry, not Jerry, between Dooley, whatever Dooley's first name is, and Tracy. And I just, that weirded me out so much. I loved it. Really. I actually chuckled. I thought it was funny. I think, I can't decide if it's worse that the dog sneaks up between them, presumably during foreplay which is an awful thing to think about or he, there is a point where he lets the dog watch because he does for a little bit and then he decides it's putting him off and I found that distasteful and I've got a very hype off <laughs> shit like that but to me you, there's an animal in your room mm. you can't have sex in front of that animal no no you, you absolutely you absolutely cannot especially an animal <laughs> you, it's a podcast you can't go like that. <laughs> you can't go mm, you need to at least make the sound I'll tell you what. Let's we'll do we'll do a scale. Goldfish, yes. Hamster, possibly. Cat, no. Dog, no. Anything bigger. Are they joining in? He's just watching in the doorway. Okay, no, no. I just mean in the in the in In my life. (laughs) Uh, In this hypothetical, I'm just uh, speaking from experience. uh, It's a it's 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 a two door minimum between you and that animal. (laughs) A two door minimum, and even then, you got music on. Mm -hmm. You can't hear it being like. Because it's like, dude, it's off-putting. I mean, so having said that's a weird moment. <laughs> it Why? really is. Do you not? You don't think so? You'd be like, do it in front of anything. Have you ever had sex in front of a dog? Mm, um, the the dog has been annoyed and wanted to see what's Join going it. on. But was it in the room? Or no, no, right. no. Can't yeah. get in the room. Yeah, yeah. Exa- okay, exactly. This is the, that's why it's a two door minimum Sometimes and the music. He, he, he used to he used clock. to lie across the threshold of the room when he knew we were going to bed to try and stop us going in, like you know, marking his territory and saying no, because it was it was my girlfriend's dog. Yeah. So I'd I'd come in and I was disruptive in that household. Yeah, and it was it's, jealous. And they know, like it's weird. Mm. They know because like even after like when you open the doors again, first thing they do is they come in that room like yo. What's been going on in here? Oh like God. it's like it's like he jumps on the bed. He's like he's like, I, why why am I left out of this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jasper would give me that look, and I don't know if I'm imprinting on him, but he's like, why? Just tell me. <laughs> I'm like I'm like you. We have we are treating I... you too well. You are a dog. So yes, that's a weird moment. <laughs> Getting ready for the live show, bestiality already. <laughs> We just I hate that we seem that. to have found a niche. Yeah, gross. Uh, um, but yeah, not as weird as the moment where, although you can educate me on this, Jerry Lee drinks iced tea through a straw because I didn't know that dogs can use straws. He doesn't. He does. He doesn't. You watch, if you look, there's no okay. liquid going up the straw because right. I, I thought that was like, going to teach Simon that. Uh, <laughs> but as it turns out, I don't think he can. I okay, don't think they fine. can because I don't think they can form a vacuum around their mouth. That's what I think. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, so then there's a very... Another very showy assassination attempt hmm. on Dooley's life. Another brilliant bit. So Dooley finds a Gary Spons, but he'd like this guy, like, pulls up next to him, tries to blow his goddamn head off with an Uzi or something in broad daylight in the middle of the street. Oh, right? with the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, the posh restaurant yes. where he can't really afford anything on the menu. Yeah. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop again. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So after all of that, Dooley is chasing him and Jerry Lee's helping him. And he finds the guy responsible 
inexplicably, for some reason, hanging off the exterior of a building on a big sea sign when there are buildings everywhere with interiors that he could hide in. So then the guy falls to his death. Worst like sign off line ever, which is there's a guy with the right to remain silent yeah. or something mm. awful. But then inexplicably, Smashing. there you go, done, done. Yeah. Or you're dead. Mm. Would you be there? Or I win? Or anything? <laughs> or lie down. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Really good. But then Dooley, having leapt from one rooftop to another and nearly dying in the process, and and berating Jerry Lee, and be like, you're trying to kill me, you're making me jump from these rooftops, comes back to his car the same way he went in. Which means he leapt over it again. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you get once, once you <laughs> uh, once you realise you can do something though. Like, it's never as difficult the second time. But I, I honestly, I'm, I'm going to be completely straight with you. Did not pick up on that. No, no me okay. neither. Me neither. It was almost like my brain had switched off. Yeah. Maybe during that scene. Just. Two million dollars is all this <laughs> one. So anyway, then there's some drugs in a car in a car showroom. I don't care about that. Do you care uh, about William Sandler in one of his early roles turning up? Yeah, I mean, no. And then <laughs> and we missed Homer Simpson. Did you clock Homer Simpson? No. He was the waiter at the uh, hotel restaurant. God, damn no it, way. Was. Oh, was yeah. he? Oh, that is annoying. Um. So at this point, Dooley can bust the car dealer because he's got loads of drugs in his car, but it's like, no, no, I won't lie, man. So I'm going to wait, even though I've been telling you this whole film, I want to get this guy. I'm going to wait. Okay, fine. Um, but he can't get Lyman until Lyman's at the deal. Probably, yeah. And, and actually, you're wants. right. And with the tango and cash rule that we've established, he will definitely turn up at some point. So he's got nothing yeah. to worry about. Now, again, another bit that I just didn't like is oh, the... <laughs> <laughs> I hate that song so much anyway. I guess it's shorthand for sex at this point in well, the, yeah, in the 80s, yeah, though, isn't it? Is, yeah. Another steal, Secret of My Success. Yeah. From another Lemo scene as well. So there's a poodle. Now, Jerry Lindsay's... A hot bitch. Mm. Yeah. But... With a shaved beak. <laughs> <laughs> so he keep, I've never I called he says it a time. dog's uh, snout a beak before, but he says it more than once in this movie. Mm. Nice shaved beak. It's yeah. like... Ugh. Yeah, gross. Dooley, first of all, automatically assumes that Jerry Lee is straight, which is something. But also assumes, because it's a poodle, <laughs> it's, a, it's a girl. And that was like, there are boy poodles. That's the thing. Otherwise, there'd be no poodles. Mm. So that's irritating. <laughs> but he's, when he says to a dog... Coming about to when he, when he comes out the way he went in. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my fault. This is how disgusting this film is. He says to Jerry Lee, a dog, about the poodle... In a quiet, not a sexy voice, but not a normal voice, imagine what she'd do to you. Mm. And that's disgusting because why are you imagining it anyway? And then he's like, you've got 10 minutes. Gross. That's gross. And then like a frat boy putting a sock on the door, he stands outside the car door to make sure Jerry Lee can get his end away. Yuck. I honestly, of all the scenes in this movie, I thought she'd go big on the whole uh, lying down on a woman sunbathing and kissing her. And Just I completely, no. completely got brushed past it. Didn't die as a way of hiding Weirdly from the You're upset that the poodle isn't a boy. <laughs> Not that it isn't a boy, but there's... There's no, I, I don't know. How do you just, how do you flag the gender of a dog, or why do you have to, or whatever? And the poodle just sticks her little head out the window. So if we want to get really get, into it, where's my phone? I'm, I'm tweeting Scott Myers right now. <laughs> you fucking monster! <laughs> what were you thinking? Has the poodle given her consent? Not clearly. Not clearly. No, she hasn't. I mean, there's a lot to unpack in this scene. <laughs> I, and I, also, she being serious. I, I am being I serious. And the other worst bit is, even if we take issues of consent off the table for one second in my Good. life Please. then Jerry Lee jumps through the car window to shag a dog and Jim Belushi a, gr a grown up human man has a look why? I'd watch You would you? Gross I'd, that's disgusting I'd want to He'd just be checking that consent was happening yeah. that's what Alex would be worried about That's my main concern with this like you Right Like you want it if obviously the poodle is going, no, Jerry, mm. like, I'd want to make sure mm. that she... No, Jer no means no, mm. Jerry Lee. Jerry Lee. Yeah. Would you really watch your dog have sex with another dog? Uh, Not for long. I mean, I, it would be interesting because he can't, you know. Gone. Um, so <laughs> I, I'd be watching him try and have sex with another Which dog. Which is worse. Sort of sad. <laughs> it is, it's a different emotion. Yeah, mm. that's not disgusting. No. That's just upsetting. No. Anyway, I just found that all a bit much. I just, wow. it, just thought it was so weird. I thought I, it was hilarious. <laughs> well, it's I feel good. 
because he just got laid. It's so weird. And then I haven't even written this bit down, but then when the poodle owner comes out and Jim Belushi offers him money. Offers him money. So he's he's pimped out. What? You know what? I guess I was 11. You were 10. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just, I'm not a dog owner. I don't know. I don't know. I can't imagine myself ever doing that. My empathy is pushed to breaking point at this juncture. Anyway, back to Tracy's. Here's a little bit of a sharp right for you. I wondered if you thought the same as I did, which is when Jim Belushi and the dog go back into Tracy's apartment, did anybody else expect Jerry Lee to start lapping up her blood from the floor? <laughs> because I did. Because the way it was shot, the he's fuck like, is wrong with I know. you? <laughs> Vicky. Did you watch the same movie? <laughs> because he, he goes in, he's like, Tracy, nothing. Dun, 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 dun. And the lights and it's dark and it's like, Tracy's gone. And then Jerry Lee is a dog and likes me. And I was like, oh, they've bashed Tracy over the head. There's going to be blood on the floor. And that's how he's going to find out this girlfriend is dead because dog, his dog tries to eat her. Now, did you really think that was going to happen? Do you know what this yeah, is taking me back to? This mm. is taking me back to the Congo episode. I think mm. it was like our second ever episode. Mm. And that was when you opened the episode talking about chimpanzees ripping off people's faces. Which I feel do. we're in the same ballpark here yeah. with dogs drinking the blood of dead bodies. But you have Jerry's a police dog as well. What's he going to do? Pick up the phone? I uh, need to call this in. I'm pretty, sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they're trained not to drink the blood of a crime scene. <laughs> It's not like <laughs> mealtime. That's a good point. Mm. And he yeah, is, that he, would compromise. He is pro- Jerry yeah. Lee. That's the whole point. Is he's called Jerry Lee. Yep. Because he's killer. Right. Because Jerry Lee Lewis was killer. Yep. Okay, stop well then that just undermines Jerry. what you've said. What, stop calling him Jerry. I've got to call him Jerry Lee. Yep. Oh, I was a bit late. I'm nearly finished, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go. Well, we can re-edit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tracy hasn't been bludgeoned to death on the lovely tiled kitchen floor. She's just been kidnapped. Um, but Dooley, he has got no time for a coordinated police effort, preferring to go up against a massive gangster gang by himself rather than having the might and force of the San Diego PD behind He's a him. maverick. All he needs is a little handheld computer game yep. and he can take on these mm. bastards. At least that featured at the end because I was yes. like, if that's just an affectation the that he has. Yeah. Yeah. Two mentions of the video game manhole there. There's got to be yeah. a third coming out. <laughs> from a writing perspective, I definitely appreciated the payoff. I found it a little bit frustrating that he waves the little game in front of Lie Man and he's like, I've got 20 pounds of explosives rigged up to this thing. It's like, but Lie Man thinks you've been in lock up the whole time so where would you have got the explosives from you could, is his name lie man no, no, right okay I'm, laugh. okay good good I'm it's, a good, it's a good running joke i like it yeah good i do like it i just wanted to make triple sure that uh, two million dollars yep. what shall we call a villain who you can't trust lie man so with uh tracy in the back of that car yeah this is what i was able to find out about the 15 rating uh, that they removed the mention of a Colombian necktie and that got the film a 12. And then they reinserted that mention so it could get a 15 on video. It is very distressing, actually. It's distressing. It's just weird. Both both ways. Uh, yeah, it's very unnecessary. At this point, you're not like, I need this particular guy to be, be super evil. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that's Did you the, know what one was? I I'd never was. heard of it, no. Oh, really? Yeah. I Which doubt is- I did in 1990. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have seen it in 1990, probably. It was taken out. No, I pro- the video, I would have seen the 15 version, uh, I think. Okay. Yeah. But then they've done that villain thing of like, why is Tracy at the scene of the drugs heist swap thing? Like, if you've got a woman kid... Oh, it's because... Oh, no, I've answered my own question. because he's got no staff. So, <laughs> point break kind of thing. You have the, the kidnapped person some, somewhere far, far away, not next to the scene of the crime, but absolutely fine. Um, and then... Yeah, Lyman so shoots Jerry and Jim Belushi goes fucking nuts about that and goes full platoon, insert any war movie here. But I don't think he kills him. It's the guys in the helicopter that kill Lyman. Lyman. Now, this is interesting because I read there were two endings, mm. one in which Lyman kills, sorry, wait, uh, Jim Belushi kills Lyman mm. and the other one, it's the guys in the helicopter. I thought I saw Jim Belushi kill him. He's firing in his direction, but then you see the helicopter because he's running to the helicopter for those guys to save him. And I think it works better because he should take him in as a cop. Like there's no, I mean, obviously yeah. he's really angry, but Lyman, Lyman hasn't killed anyone yeah. uh, as far as he knows at that point. Yeah. So it does work better if his accomplice has gunned him down. And that's how I read it. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, so then Dooley picks up his poor dying dog and takes him to a hospital. I mean, I guess it's the same. If you're a doctor, you know how to remove a bullet. But I suppose yeah. then on that on that metrics, kind of anybody does because... It, it works as a big sort of like dramatic moment. Mm. But at the same time, even I, and I, I'm, I'm into this film at this point, even I'm like, yeah, but... 
what if there is actually a person yeah. that that doctor could be saving, <laughs> yeah. a human person? And I fucking love dogs, but I'm like, you kind of like are robbing someone of their life to save your dog. But what if it was Simon? Then that surgeon's getting a bullet to the head if he doesn't save well, Who else would it be? You're going to pick up a random dog and be like, well, I guess I could take you to the hospital. <laughs> like, would only if you, be, if if you found a dog that one. was shot, you would take it to the, the nearest place you exactly. could. Exactly. Would you? Mm. Depends how big the dog was. Okay. I'm, I'm, I made the I made the off-screen assumption that the surgeon wasn't busy because, you know, yeah. uh, he was like, do you know what? Yeah, I've got time. I can, okay, I can yeah. do this. Uh, if he'd said, there's a child dying next door, I'm, but so, and Jim Belushi'd still gone, mm, yeah, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Jim, Jim Belushi made me a little bit emotional here. I think, I do think it's quite a good scene, actually. Mm. Because he's rambling and he can't, he's circling around his emotions. And then his girlfriend's like, just give me a cuddle. He's like, he's not just a dog. That did get me. I thought it was nice. And it's a shame. As, I mean, as an actor, he's not like my favourite actor in the world. But what he does in that scene, he then doesn't carry over into the next scene where he's confessing his love for Jerry Lee and mm. all the rest of it. But it just again, it's just back to this sort of hammy, not quite emotionally resonant thing, whereas the literal previous scene, it did work and it did feel like a real human being. It's interesting because you find yourself comparing him to Tom Hanks. Yeah. And at this point in his career, I think I took him more seriously as an actor than Tom Hanks. Or yeah. Tom Hanks had Big, that was the one, and that was, you know, straight before this. But but Jim Belushi had done stuff like Thief, Saigon, The Principal. Like he was, a, you know, almost a heavyweight actor. And then, I don't know, it all went wrong from here. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously so. Tom Hanks went in a different direction. But, and, and I think this scene, you do see what he is capable of yeah. as an actor. I do think it's, uh, I wonder if there is a case for the reason they kill Hooch and Hooch is because they had to do something to make the Hooch movie different. The Hooch movie, Turin Hooch different. So they were like, we're going to have to kill the dog because otherwise it's just K-9. Yeah, Mm. that's the thing. So the deathbed confession, the recovery room confession, and Dooley saying to Jerry Lee, you know, God, I wish I could have taken you to Vegas or something. Um, and then when Jerry Lee... Dogs love Vegas. Yeah, dogs yeah. Vegas. Where can I run around in Vegas? It's like, it's it's literally a city in the desert. <laughs> so then when Jerry Lee recovers, we put a coda on this film where Jerry Lee, the kidnapped poodle, and Tracy and Dooley are on a road trip, but no one puts a fucking signpost on the highway that says, this way Vegas. Frustration. Uh, d- yeah. d- okay. Yeah. I mean, I disagree with that, but I do think... I do think the idea that somewhere the owner of that poodle is going, how long do you need her? <laughs> and how much have you yeah, got? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then just to make sure that we are fundamentally never going to forget that this movie was made in the 80s, we get Ico Ico playing over the freaking credits. <laughs> I'm Ra- still Rain singing Man. that. Yeah. Rain Man. I like that song. It's a great song, but this oh. version's not as good. This is, I looked at this yes. is the Dixie Cups, whereas the Bell Stars version on Rain Man is the better version. I've been singing it all opinion. week. It's great. And that is it. That is as much as I've got to say about that film. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Gross. Really? <laughs> Yellow were great, though. I mean, if you listen to it outside dog sex, brilliant song. <laughs> what, what are your other favourite Yellow songs? Oh, what's the one? The ra- it's, the, it's called The Race or something? Or is that... Oh, yeah, it's The Race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a great That's song. quite good. I thought you were going to get one. Okay. You want to do the bits? Nice mm. test. <laughs> um, Chris, what was your best scene? I like the bit where Jerry Lee uh, bites all the thugs in the bar. Okay. I nice. think it's funny. I think it works as a little, um, just uh, encapsulates the movie. Cool. You. Good scene. I had that, but I've got another one just in case someone else picked that because it is a good scene. It's the bit that you actually didn't mention where he does another proper Beverly Hills Cop moment. It is the Playboy Mansion scene from Beverly Hills Cop where he invades the dinner party oh, yeah. and goes nuts and Jerry Lee's walking across the table. It was the scene that I remembered as a kid the most for some reason. And I just, I think it's great. I think he's great in it. I mean, granted, I hate mythology is a weird line when he blows up the sculpture of Zeus. Oh God, that's brilliant. But, yeah, I, uh, I wondered where it came. I'd forgotten about it, but yeah. it is brilliant. My, my issue with that scene, uh-huh. not to argue because that's not the part of this section, was I was just spent that whole scene wishing it was Eddie Murphy. It is very, it's very Beverly Hills Cop. But I think, I think it's a good scene. V. Um, well, when he if he doesn't kill him, when he sh- he's shooting at Lyman and it, it slows down and it's about a dog and he's no and all of the rage. Mm. It's actually quite funny. I mean, it's moving, but it is also very funny. Nice. Thanks. Uh, your most valuable whatever you 
Me, um, I, I honestly, I've written down both because I can't decide. It's Jerry Lee or James Belushi. I think of these two movies, Jerry Lee is the better dog, um, which sounds awful. But I just think visually, the face of a German Shepherd, it, there's somehow uh, you can attach more emotion to what it's thinking and its mindset in certain scenes than you can a French Mastiff. So I'm a big, I'm just fuck it. Jerry Lee, because I don't think James Belushi would want to be the best thing about this film. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Uh, Rando. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also Jerry Lee. Mm. Yeah, definitely. He's a great dog. And I say this as someone who doesn't care. Um, What would you change, Chris? Have Jerry Lee witnessed the central crime so he plays an integral (laughs) part in catching the villain at the end of the movie? No. (laughs) Two million dollars. What about you? He doesn't, in turn, he doesn't play an integral part, does he? I don't think so. We'll get into it. That's that's Thursday's show. Um, I think two, two major things at the end of this movie are a problem. One, Jerry Lee should 100% be stopping a bullet from Lyman hitting Dooley yeah. when he gets shot. Not just chasing Lyman, because that's his prerogative. He's gone, I'm going to chase this guy down. It's like, well, you know, you're going to risk the chance of getting fucking shot. So Lyman shoots at either Tracy or, no, Dooley, and then the dog jumps in the way, like in turn yeah. So that, that. But also, I think the bit in the recovery room, it doesn't quite play because I don't think, like, the dog has a drip in it. And you wouldn't put a drip in a dead dog. And I think as a kid, I probably did think that dog, like Jerry Lee, was dead in that scene. But watching it this time, I think it needs to be made a lot clearer that that Jerry Lee might be dead Mm -hmm. at that point. So that when the doctor comes in and goes, now this is the recovery room, you as the audience aren't like, yeah, well, of course, because, you know, it's being healed there. They're just all right, because they could just put it, it's a dog. It doesn't get to go in the human recovery room. So (laughs) they could put it in a cupboard, him in a cupboard, or in the mortuary, because the, the risk of infection is like Fine. less it's, there. There you go, because that's what I couldn't work out. Yeah. I couldn't work out the best way to make Dooley think that the dog was yeah, dead. Put but yeah, put it in the mortuary. In the and the he morgue. says, of course yeah. we put him in the mortuary. He's a freaking dog. You can't have him... Exactly. And so he thinks he's dead and the doctor goes, oh, sorry, no, we just couldn't put him with the other patients in yeah. the recovery room because, you know, they pay a shit ton. It's America. <laughs> so we had to put him in here. And that's your reveal, because that scene would play a lot better <laughs> if you weren't like, obviously he's alive. Yeah, you're right. That's really good. My change is... Let's give Dooley a bit more of an arc. Why not? We can we can do it. We're, we're good at writing these things. It's fine. So he had a partner and he lost his partner because he wasn't brave enough. And he did. So he was a coward. In, and I use the term coward. Not It's not a nice thing to say of anyone. I don't mean that. But he didn't. He did something that didn't make him proud kind of thing. And he lost his partner as a result of that. Mm. So it's not that he won't partner. It's that the trauma of it is too much. Mm. And Jerry Lee coaxes his bravery back out of him so that by the end of it he's healed as a person and isn't just someone who now likes dogs because mm. that's not enough so you could combine the two so he's trying to save Jerry Lee when mm. he gets shot yeah Jerry Lee gets oh my shot. god yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yeah that works for me I like that alright any more for any more no? Good. Uh, so that is Canine Done, which means we'll be back on Thursday talking about Turner and Hooch. Uh, just before then, uh, very quickly, uh, if you haven't got a ticket for our live show yet, get a ticket for our live show already. Come on, it's going to be great fun. We are on at the London Podcast Festival on September the 4th at 9.30pm. Come down, have fun. We are doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990 versus Howard the Duck. Uh, the excitement, I don't know whether you've read on Twitter recently, Chris, the excitement is palpable on Twitter. Uh, Gemma Page, one of our regular listeners, yeah. has been in touch. She watched How the Duck right. for the first time to get ready for the live show. And she tweeted us straight after. And she said, uh, I think that's the worst film I've ever seen. And I've seen some right gash. gash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you don't hear that enough, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Um, so well, great. <laughs> people are chomping at the bit uh, for this clash. But look, we've said before, the films don't need to be good for it to be a good clash, <laughs> haven't we? Have we, we say that all the time. Well, what people think about the last hour. <laughs> uh, so yeah, any other news on the live shows, Chris? I don't think so. Did right. I have something I had to say? No, no, I just I wanted to double check because I'm better than this. I do now movie. have two copies of How the Duck on Blu-ray, so I could potentially give one away. Oh, oh lovely. You should do that. Is it, anyone, should we ask people to dress up? Mm. Uh, people are welcome to dress up. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, if anyone comes as a duck or a turtle, mm. you get How the Duck, and if it's more than one person, we'll pick the best. 
great. There you go. If you want to wear a costume, there is a Blu-ray of How the Duck that Chris can't play because his PlayStation's broken. <laughs> so really, he's giving away something. He bought... Who does this? I don't his know. PlayStation breaks. I didn't want to say it before. So he buys a Blu-ray player, puts the How the Duck Blu-ray in. It doesn't work. So then, rather than think it might be the Blu-ray player, buys the same How the Duck Blu-ray mm. and it still doesn't work because it's the Blu-ray player. Yeah. Do a test. Yeah. Well, no, it plays all my other discs. Okay. All right, fine. I thought there was something wrong with the disc. I see. I see. Well, anyway, uh, please come to the live show. It's it's going to be a very fun night, and we would love to see you there. And if anyone's got a spare Blu-ray player, <laughs> swap here. <laughs> uh, all right, let's look ahead to next week. It's your choices next week, Victoria. What is the clue? Just give me a minute because it's really brilliant. Oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, you could have a few minutes if if Alex wanted us to do the quiz, but I guess he doesn't want to do the quiz this week. Shit. Oh yeah. Um, look at me. Okay, we'll do it. We'll just keep it. Let's. Do it the way we normally do it. Are you going to be too distracted with your clue to do the No, I'll tell you what, it'll be good for me because when I get my fucking arse handed to me again, I can end on a high because this clue is fucking brilliant. I have tailored the quiz to you this week. Okay. Okay. But you always say that and it doesn't make any difference. It puts too much pressure on her. Because I was going to do a dog quiz. Mm. Yeah. Being that we're doing dogs this week. But then that's really Alex's zone, isn't it? The dog loving. And and also... Versus dog hating. It wouldn't be nice. (laughs) Well, not just hating animals, loving when they die. Mm. Um, (laughs) And I think you just said you want to put a dog in a cupboard. So, um, <laughs> Turner does that. It's not just me. Tom Hanks puts a dog in a cupboard. We, nobody puts a dog in a cupboard. We are doing a dead animal quiz for you, Vicky. Oh my God. I'm going to describe the finally, animal death. It's finally come back to bite you in the arse <laughs> like an angry dog. So, this is animal deaths in the movies. Okay. Uh, and you're going to, I'm going to describe the animal death and you get a point for the film. What is happening? And you get a point if you can name the animal. Right, the character. The character. The, okay. So it's two things to answer with. Okay, great. Okay, so when it's uh, it's not the kind of animal it is, it's the name, name of, of the, the animal. animal. Right, fine. So the first animal death is wildebeest stampede. Uh, Scar. The no. Lion King. And, Correct. Uh, and Champ. M- 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 Mufasa. <laughs> Correct. Oh! Two for Vicky. She loves that death. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be your quiz. All of these moments, I have blocked out. Really? From a cartoon, you baby. I've never seen The Lion King. Oh my God, it's amazing. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Shot by soldiers of the Union. Oh, oh. Oh, the oh, horse. Uh, not Dancing with wolves. wolves. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> I got that. And the horse is called... Jesus. Bobbins. It's, it's a dog I'm talking about. Oh, right. oh. What is that? Oh, no, it's not a dog. It's a wolf, <laughs> obviously. Uh, two, oh. two feathers, two tails, two, two, two paws. White paw. W- white paw, white tail, white nose. Two, <laughs> so close. two socks. Correct. Oh, oh my God. Jesus. He's drawn level. Alex has oh drawn level. God, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vicky. Yeah? Sinks in swamp. Um, uh, a tra- uh, 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 Never ending story. Never ending story. Artex. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I can't bear anything. I can't do something. <laughs> Old age and exhaustion, having just produced an egg sack full of baby spiders. Um. Uh. The the arachnophobia. Uh. Aliens. Um, egg sack of baby spiders. Oh, Sophie. Uh. uh Sophie. Uh, oh, Sophie's web. web. Um, it's not Sophie. <laughs> oh, Charlotte's, no, Charlotte's Web. Web. <laughs> and Charlotte. <it's>... Correct. <laughs> oh, God. Murdered by owner while turning into a zombie. Oh, um. Uh, oh, is there a dog? It's in... I Am Legend. Oh, yeah. What's that dog called? Oh, I don't dog. know. Dog. Sam. Sam. Is it? Oh, my God. That's weird. Where did that come from? <laughs> All right, that last last one, and I'll just give you uh, the film um, in Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part One. Who what dies by a Death Eater curse? What's the name of the character? Hedwig. Correct. Hedwig. Vicky gets it, but um, she loses the quiz by one point. Hey! No, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Ooh. You were probably just chuckling so much through those moments that you just failed to acquit them to you memory. Didn't, didn't enjoy that more than I was expecting. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. Right, that is the quiz done. Another victory for me. Uh, Let's talk about your clue then for next week's movies. What's the pairing? What's the clue? What's the clue? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. clue for the pairing. All right. right. The clue is 
We do not negotiate air rate with terrorists. <laughs> I'm so pleased with myself. I'll do it again. We knew. <laughs> we do not negotiate air rate with terrorists. <laughs> was this, was this written the morning after your birthday? It was, wasn't it? All right. <laughs> that is the clue for your pairing next week. We do not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> uh, but before then, we're back on Thursday talking Turner and Hooch. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate, and indeed review us if you have the time. It's a great help. And check in with us on Twitter and Instagram at ClashPod. Speak to you on Thursday. Bye-bye. This was a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.